When Carly was seven, she wrote a postcard to a famous musician. Dear Chuck Berry. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) I really like your songs. My favorite is my dingaling. I know it by heart. Love, Carly. That's Carly reading a short message to Chuck Berry, written when she was seven. At the time, she told me she did not know what a creep Chuck Berry was. I'm Dan Meisner, and this... This, right now, is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. How are you doing tonight? It's very, very nice to see you. This is a show where we go back in time to remember the good, the bad, and the awkward parts of growing up. This time, recorded live in Winnipeg, we have heartbreak on an anonymous blog, flirting tips from an 11-year-old, a witch, a queen, and seven magical rocks, and much more. This stuff is weird, it is wonderful, and by looking back at it, this stuff can also help us understand who we are today. So think about who you were when you were a kid, and stick around. When Sarah was growing up, she was determined to be an author. So she wrote a lot of short stories, and at our Winnipeg show, she shared one of them. Now, the thing you need to know about Sarah's short story is that she wrote it at a time when she believed that it was really important for every story to have a strong moral lesson. Live on stage, here's Sarah reading her story called Pam's Trouble Wishes. One day, Pam went to play with her cat. Oh, said Pam, how I wish I would never have to let the devil take my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Just then, her godmother appeared. Hello, said Pam in surprise. Hello to you, fair maiden, said the godmother in a creepy voice. I have granted you that first wish, and I will grant you two more wishes, because whatever you want, I can get. The fairy godmother left, and after a long time, Pam said, I wish for a hundred (laughs) dollars. Momentarily, the fairy godmother appeared with a hundred dollars. The fairy godmother said, You have one more wish, fair maiden, one more wish. After the fairy godmother left, Pam thought about what her next wish should be. She thought and thought, and then she decided. She said, I wish that Miss Emsley was extinct from the earth. With a big flash, Miss Emsley's house was gone. (laughs) Then there was a long period, and then Pam died. (laughs) It was a very sad moment for everyone. (laughs) She went to heaven, but they wouldn't take her because she'd been mean to people like Miss Emsley. (laughs) So she went to the devil's place, but they wouldn't take her because of her first wish. 
the devil said that he would give her a chance if she would give him a hundred dollars. <laughs> Pam reached into her pocket, but, oh no, she had already spent the money. He said, go and get Miss Emsley, and you can stay with us. So Pam went looking for Miss Emsley. Oh no, she had already made Miss Emsley disappear with her third wish. She went back and told the devil. He told her she could not stay there. She'd have to go and beg in heaven. <laughs> Oh, please let me stay, said Pam to an angel. No, answered the angel. I heard what you did, and we don't want that in heaven. So Pam had to roam the earth. The moral is, before you wish, think what the consequences might be. Thank you. Grown-ups who thinks they've heard as kids is an open mic. And when people sign up in advance to read on our stage, we ask them to tell us a little bit about what they're planning to share. When our next reader, Jacqueline, signed up to read, she simply wrote the word song and then a question mark. <laughs> and I think that's what I think what that means is we are going to hear some song lyrics. She is not going to sing them, but these were uh, intended to be sung, intended to be performed. We are going to get the lyrics to a song that Jacqueline wrote at 12 or maybe 13 years old. Please welcome her to our stage. A quick heads up, Jacqueline's song lyrics include some cuss words, which we do not bleep. So I wrote this in 2007, so this is the year that brought us Smack That by Akon, Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake, Crank That, Soldier Boy, you get the idea. Um, So I shouldn't be confused why I wrote this. Um, The thing I am confused about is I grew up in a Christian home, and I was 12 years old who had maybe pecked a boy at this time, Um, so I was mad at my mom when I wrote this, so... (laughs) Stop and stare. You don't know what to do. It seems he sees right through. So smooth when he walks. Want him near you when he talks. Got those eyes you can't ignore. Want to meet him on the dance floor. <laughs> Lick those lips. Touch that skin. Want, <laughs> want him near you. He's a sin. <laughs> oh, just wait. Every girl wants that ass. <laughs> got a show him you won't come and last <laughs> he's got those tricks got you wanting those hips watch him glide right to your side tap that ass <laughs> grab that ass <laughs> oh he got it he got it <laughs> talk to him like it's your last night to live grab his heart he has to give in drop it to the floor leave him wanting more <laughs> strut that ass so he has to stare <laughs> See through dress, makeup flare. Every girl wants that ass. You gotta show him you won't come in last. <laughs> He's got those tricks, got you wanting those lips. Watch him glide right to your side. Tap that ass, grab that ass. Oh, he got it, he got it. <laughs> Ready, set him, show him, bitch. He'll be yours tonight. <laughs> Nobody tries to put up a fight in that bar. You've got moving those hips. 
You've got him licking his lips. <laughs> oh, I've got to beat this bitch. <laughs> Every girl wants that ass. You've got to show him you won't come in last. He's, <laughs> he's got those tricks. Got you on those lips. Watch him glide right to your side. Tap that ass. Grab that ass. <laughs> oh, he got it. I'm sick of waiting. The other chick's still hating. I'm losing my mind. Dancing at his side. I'm going to get out of this bar. I'm getting in his car. Every girl just stares. I know it. Just ain't fair. (laughs) Oh, boy, did I tell you? Oh, come here. Let me show you. Oh, boy, you got it. Hell, yeah, you got it. (laughs) Every girl wants that ass. You got to show him you won't come in last. (laughs) He's got those tricks. Got you wanting those lips. Watch him glide right to your side. Tap that ass. Grab that ass. Oh, he got it. Oh, he got it. So maybe five minutes before the show started, Jacqueline came up to me in the lobby and she said, Dan, my reading has a lot of cuss words in it. Is that okay? Now I know what you mean. When Ryan was in elementary school, grade three or four, he wrote a short story. This is a fantasy tale with a happy, unexpected, and, he says, slightly patriarchal ending. (laughs) It is entitled, The Seven Magic Rocks. Please welcome Ryan to the Grown Up Street Things They Wrote as Kids stage. Uh, Okay, so for just a bit of context, um, as a kid, I liked to make up words as I think most kids do. Uh, so when you hear a gree-gree woman, that's a witch. <laughs> <clears throat> the Seven Magic Rocks by Ryan M. Once upon a time, there was a gree-gree woman. And she came out of nowhere. Her name was Cinderella. Every time she came out, she would appear wherever the nice Queen Marsha was. One time, the gree-gree woman gave Queen Marsha seven magic rocks. The queen said, what are these? The gree-gree woman answered, well, if you use all seven in one day, you will get bad luck. But if you use one every second day, you will get good luck. (laughs) There are three very magic rocks, and they will give you very good things. Better than the other four. (laughs) Thank you very much, replied the queen, and she went home. Now, this queen usually doesn't listen. So she didn't listen to what the gree-gree woman said. So she used the first three very magic rocks first. The first one she used, she asked for something really big, but it didn't work. So she wished for something smaller, but it still didn't work. So she took them back to the gree-gree woman. (laughs) And she used one, and it worked. (laughs) The queen took them back home, and they didn't work again. She thought to herself, I will get another set of rocks. This time, on her way back home, she dropped the seven rocks. When she picked up the rocks, she had the wrong ones. She tried to use them, but they didn't work. (laughs) 
The Grigri woman found the rocks that the queen had dropped. The queen was mad and threw the rocks out the window. The queen went out for a walk, and she saw a king, and his name was Bob. (laughs) The queen thought that he was handsome. The queen forgot all about the rocks because she met Bob the king, and so Marcia and Bob got married and lived happily ever after. I think there's a moral to that story. (laughs) One of the most common themes that grown-ups read things they wrote as kids is young love. And of course, young love often involves heartbreak. When Rhiannon was a teenager, she kept an anonymous online blog. She wrote prolifically about her life and her feelings, but she didn't attach her name to her writing. At our Winnipeg show, Rhiannon shared a series of blog posts all about what happened after her high school sweetheart, who she thought she was going to spend the rest of her life with, broke her heart. Written at 16 and 17, we're going to go through the whole process from heartbreak to acceptance. Please welcome Rhiannon to our stage. Never let go. I've entitled this story from me to you in memory of the wonderful relationship that I had with the love of my life, my high school sweetheart, my best friend. Each chapter will be short and hopefully help me get through everything that has happened to me and allow me to move on with my life, whether it includes him or not. It didn't. (laughs) Drink it all away. I spend nights sleeping on it. I know every seam, every scratch, and every texture. I remember how it could fit two, but now it can barely fit one with an emotional load. (laughs) The couch that we spent hours on. Talking, laughing, sleeping, loving. I hoped that you would come one day while I was on that couch and wrap me in your arms and tell me everything would be okay. I wouldn't have to cry anymore. All I would have to do is stay there forever and never let go. Let's just remember. Do you still laugh? Because I do. but But it's not real laughter. It's fake to tell me that I'm fine, but deep inside, I know something's wrong. Do you still cry? Because I do. But every tear is laced with the acid you left coursing through my body. (laughs) Do you still smile? Because I do, but every smile is just a mask. It's hiding my eyes, the portal into my soul, where you can see how I really feel. Do you still sleep? (laughs) 
because I do, but I'm not, but I'm not really sleeping. I'm pretending to sleep, hoping I'll doze off and wake up from this nightmare. Do you still have my heart? Because I don't. I feel this gaping hole in my chest every day, and it's ripping wider and wider. <laughs> and this is acceptance. <laughs> Even the beautiful lose control. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How have you been? Me? Well, things are pretty different. How? You're really the one to ask me how? You of all people should know. You're the one that turned my life upside down. You left me in the dark, broke my heart, and threw it aside. You should know how much you hurt me. You didn't know? Well, then here, I'll tell you. You made me rearrange my entire life. I put so much energy into trying to feel normal again. But as we both know, that's almost impossible. We shared so much. What happened to all of that? You wanted different things? I wanted different things too. I wanted to be loved, not treated like garbage. I put up with your crap for so long, giving you the benefit of the doubt and you never changed. I asked you many times over and nothing changed. So I changed it for you. hoping some space would make things better between us. And then when I try to talk to you, you just brush it off like nothing happened. You really thought I was okay? You honestly thought I was happy? Well, sure, I was happy to not be treated like yesterday's garbage, but I was broken inside. You don't know how many nights I came home and cried, how many nights I spent awake staring at my phone, hoping you would call, how many times I cried? Don't touch me. Don't try to comfort me now. You had your chance and you blew it. You and the rest of my so-called friends who wouldn't pick sides. You all blew it. As if you didn't know, they all chose you. I was left with absolutely nothing. You took everything I had, except the music, but even that was tainted by you. Everything had some memory that reminded me of you. You don't even know how much damage you did. You're sorry? How could you possibly be sorry for everything you did to me? There's nothing that you could do to make me forgive all that you've done, all the pain you've caused me, because of, of what? Because I would really like to know. Well, you brought it up. Don't try to back out now. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. Please tell me what happened, what I did to make you run away from me, what made you stop loving me. Another thing that would be nice to know is what I can do differently next time with someone else. <laughs> well, I'm waiting. <laughs> Just as I thought, you have nothing to say and neither do I. This isn't worth my time anymore. I'm finished with the games and with everything between us. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> After the show, Rhiannon called in to reflect on those entries. Looking back on my teenage writing, I'm just so blown away by how many feelings I had and how many of those feelings I still have today. It's really challenging for somebody to go through a really hard breakup. And I can understand how heartbroken I was then 
because I've had to go through it recently now and those feelings don't necessarily change. It's just the way that you handle them and that's the most important thing. If I could go back in time and tell teenage Rhiannon some advice, I'd say, you don't need him. You are amazing on your own and you can do anything you want. I would tell her it's okay to be sad and to want to watch sappy movies and cry, but you also need to allow yourself to have fun and get out in the world again and see all of the wonderful things that you missed because you were blinded by a relationship before. I'm also really proud of 15-year-old Rhiannon because she was able to take the power back in the end. She was able to say, this is what I want and this is what I'm taking from you. I'm not going to let you get the last word. The last word is mine. And that's something I'm so proud of. And I hope that I'll be able to hold on to that for the rest of my life. A lot of what we hear on stage was originally private, secret, never intended to be shared with an audience. And that's a big part of what makes the show so fun. When Christina was 11, she kept a journal. And you need to know that this is the very first time that anybody has ever heard these. This is a private diary, and this is a world premiere debut. Please welcome Christina to the Grown Up Street Thinks They've Wrote Kids stage. Today, my best friend Rochelle brought an iPod Nano to school. I said, Rochelle... Did you buy that so you could be popular? And she said, no. I bought it so I could listen to Death Cab on repeat. (laughs) She showed me a song called I Will Follow You Into the Dark. When I got home, I asked my mom for an iPod Nano. (laughs) Today at school, Sam asked me to the dance. I said, okay, fine, but you can't wear purple pants. Today I went to Bronwyn's house. We made bracelets for the fundraiser. We made bracelets for five hours. (laughs) I didn't eat anything for five hours. (laughs) I don't know what diabetes is, but the fundraiser sounds so boring. (laughs) Today at school, Grace nominated me as the best flirt. I gave her some flirting tips. I graded her. I gave her a D minus. <laughs> because Grace is my friend, I gave her a C plus. <laughs> OMG, I got a cool haircut. I have bangs now. I can't wait to go to school and show Emily that I'm the cooler one. <laughs> this is all in capitals. Um, My mom said we're going to Grand Forks. Every time we go to Grand Forks, she packs up food that smells so bad. I just want to go to the dance. 
there's a break here, three hours later. We're not going to Grand Forks anymore so I can go to the dance. I'm so excited for Secret Santa. I got Elena. She's the coolest girl because she lives in Wolseley. I really need to impress her. I think I'm going to buy her something from Le Chateau or Dollarama. today. Everybody did so bad. (laughs) But I did so well. (laughs) Mom and dad are fighting. Um, Mom keeps screaming that they're going to get a divorce, but they're not married. (laughs) Today uh, was the oral presentation. I talked about seaweed. (laughs) I also haven't gotten Elena anything for Secret Santa yet. I just want to be friends. (laughs) It's the Xmas dance! That's all. (laughs) Oh man, Elena's so cool. She went to SeaWorld. I know this because she showed me photos, and that's proof. My dad came home from the Philippines today. He brought me a necklace, some skinny jeans, and a new karaoke machine. I think I like my dad more than I like my mom right now. Thank you. That has been Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote as Kids Winnipeg. Huge round of applause for all of the readers. So, so good. Thank you to everybody who came to listen. Thank you to Mark for doing sound and lights tonight. Thank you to everybody here at the Park Theatre. We love the staff here. Thank you to my wife, Jenna. Thank you to me, Dan Meisner. Stick around, say hello, get home safe, and then dig up your own kid writing. We'll see you soon, Winnipeg. Bye. I would never have to let the devil take my soul.